Well, I agree with the mayor. It's uh, just a great weekend for Hillside Church, that's for sure. Um, it was just amazing to see everybody uh, working on the townhouse this weekend and, and to, for my first time, witnessing Aroma of Africa and hearing about the amazing things we've done around the world. And what a celebration Sunday. Uh, we're also going to have the opportunity to, in a few moments, to celebrate baptisms. Um, in the first service, Sherry Steele was baptized, and in this service, Joyce Tao will be baptized, and so we'll be celebrating that in a, in a few moments. I just want to speak, first of all, for a moment about um, the significance of baptism for, for every one of us. I went for a walk on Friday afternoon and um, actually was a bit dismayed to learn that a lot of my neighbors already have their Christmas lights up, so <sighs> that's always a little bit overwhelming when I see that, but there was one particular neighbor that had their whole front lawn, you know, you've seen these houses, and, and if you're one of these people, terrific, good for you, just covered in, in, in decorations. Um, I, I'm kind of a concrete, sequential person, so I just find that very over, overwhelming, especially when it's not to scale. Things that aren't symmetrical and aren't to scale bother me, like Cindy Lou Who is, you know, bigger than Santa, and, you know, we've got these big reindeer and um, little polar bear, you know, it just, it just kind of, um, yeah, it's hard for me to understand. And uh, I, I just, I can't, I can't take uh, clutter at all. Um, yeah, we have an issue at home with our fridge and stuff like that, but I, I want the magnets down. My husband likes them up and, you know, I, I just, I can't deal with clutter. But anyways, some of us can. And I notice that we can sometimes get cluttered in our faith, can't we? We, we can sometimes just, um, just wander a little bit in, in uh, our focuses and, and, towards many good things, many good things. But today, with baptism, we have an opportunity just to remind ourselves about the simplicity of our faith and how one thing, one thing is asked of, that, of us, and that is to believe in Jesus. We've just come through seven weeks of a pretty intensive discipleship process in our small groups and on Sunday mornings. We've been learning so much about how God wants to be involved in our, in our physical health and our financial health and our emotional health. And we, we, we've come together and we've, we've learned a lot and we've set goals and we've, we, we, we've tried to uh, respond to what we've been learning, haven't we? But today, I just want us to remind ourselves that believing in Jesus is enough for us. And that's what's asked of us and it really is that simple. The scriptures say, so many rejected him, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And again, in the same book of John, it says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Baptism is such a beautiful picture of the simplicity of the gospel. There are so many things signified by water baptism that we could talk about. For example, going down into the water and coming back out pictures the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. It also pictures the identification of the baptism candidate, their, their identification with him. By their act, the, the, the person being baptized is making a very loud declaration, even without words. They're saying, I believe in Jesus. I believe he died and rose again. 
And I believe that by his death and resurrection, he's made a way for me to be part of the family of God. I have new life because I believe in Jesus. The Bible says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Baptism reflects how each one of our lives is hidden with God. The Amplified Bible explains that we become joined with God through unbroken fellowship. We have unbroken fellowship with God. I just last week listened to an interview with Jim Caviezel. He's the one who played Jesus on the Passion of the Christ. And because he suffered during the making of this movie, he, he suffered very significantly with a, a dislocated shoulder. He, he required heart surgery after the, the, the filming. Often when he was being whipped, the whipped missed the board it was supposed to hit and, and hit him. And um, he, he did actually suffer greatly. And because of that, he got just a, a little bit of a glimpse into the suffering of Jesus. And I think that's why when he spoke in this interview, he had such authority about the love of God. He was speaking about how we go to friends when we're in trouble, when we sin or fall or are in pain. And he said this, when you sin, why do you go to a friend and tell them your story, the story of your sin? The person will say, I went to them because they didn't judge me, they loved me, I felt mercy, I felt grace. And then he said this, but don't you realize God has more mercy than your friend? God loves you more than your friend loves you. He proved it when he died on the cross. This morning, I was, um, I was led to read Isaiah 53, and I want to read it now um, because I just want us to remember, and this gives such a, a beautiful glimpse of the suffering of Christ. And it's incredible to me and it builds my faith when I think that this scripture was written 700 years before the cross, before Jesus walked on the earth. It talks about the suffering servant. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hid their faces. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds, we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has turned our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Baptism reminds us of this suffering of Christ and of this cross, and it shows us that we are cleansed from sin because of what Jesus did. It shows us that there is love, there is grace, there is acceptance. And God proved that by sending Jesus to die for us. And so no matter what kind of a week we've had,
Maybe we've faltered this week. Maybe we've been trapped in sin. Maybe we're in pain today. Maybe we haven't applied those principles from our Transformed series as well as we would have liked, or maybe we're already behind on our, on our three-month goals. But let's remember this. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is found in Jesus Christ. And he gives us strength when we need it. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. We can trust, us for, we can trust him for this. The, the posture of baptism actually displays trust. If you think about it, when, when, today when, when Joyce goes in the water, when she goes down in, she will not be going down in of her own strength. Some, someone else, Derwin, will be lowering in, and Derwin will be lifting her back out of the water. Joyce will be showing her trust in God, but it's displayed by actually putting trust in the person baptizing her. Two years ago, when I was in um, Israel, the, the pastor on the tour and myself, we were both baptizing people. We had an opportunity to baptize uh, some of the travelers in the Jordan River. It's a little slippery in the Jordan River, <laughs> especially you sound on these steps, and, and they become rather slippery. So myself and, and the other pastor, we, we baptized a number of candidates, and then finally Mark came, and he was quite a bit taller than us and quite a bit broader than either one of us. And so we did, we, we, we baptized him, but as he, as he came out, I slipped and it kind of like dominoes. He then, I knocked him down and then he knocked the other pastor who really didn't want to get wet and consequently we all went in for kind of a second baptism uh, in the Jordan River. So unfortunately we didn't really convey um, a very accurate picture of how trustworthy Jesus is when we go and we get baptized. And hopefully today Derwin will do a better job than we did of uh, get, getting the person out of, out of the water. Um, but in any case, no matter what happens with our baptisms, Jesus is worthy of our trust and he will never let us down. He proved this when he became obedient unto the death on a cross. You know, we are besieged by so many forces that would erode our faith. And it's a good exercise for us today, as others are coming and affirming their faith, for us to affirm our faith. Whether you've already been baptized or whether you're yet to be baptized, why not affirm our faith today? And we can do this simply and quietly in our own hearts by saying, I believe in Jesus. And I hope that you'll be, you'll be doing that. You'll be joining the candidate with your own belief. But what I'd like to do, just before we interview the candidates and before the children come and join us, is I would like us to together um, read that portion from Isaiah 53. We'll have it up. And then we're going to go right from there, and we're going to read. There'll be a second slide that will come up, and it will be a portion from First um, Peter chapter 2 and also John 1. And it's, it's just a way for us to together affirm our faith today. And I think there's great power in doing that. So if we have the slide up, we will, um, let, let, let's do this together. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. 
He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We were all like sheep going astray, but now we have returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I am a child of God. Amen. Lincoln will minister now in song and, and then the children will come and then we'll hear from our, our candidates. I am one of his disciples Yes, I am one who bears his name I am one of Satan's rivals I am one I am Unashamed I am an orphan made a daughter I am a harlot made a wife I am a poor man called to dinner And I'm a stranger recognized Oh, I am the image of a hidden glory Yes, I am danced over and died for willingly Oh, I am the keeper of a coming kingdom and hallelujah, I am home to a coming king. Yes, I am one of his defiers. I am one of his runaways. I have fought him to the wire And I have cursed him to his face But I am one whom he has pardoned And I am one who knows his grace Would harden his 
love of ours to keep it safe. No, I am the image of a hidden glory. And why I am danced over and died for willingly. Yes, I am the keeper of a coming kingdom. And hallelujah, I am home to coming king. Oh, I am the image of a hidden glory. Oh, I am danced over and died for willingly. in you, the hope of glory. It's so good to remember who we are. At this time, I'm going to ask Sherry Steele to come forward. She was already baptized in the first service. Give her a round of applause, please. And she's going to tell us a little bit about why. Good morning. It's way more easy to do this after you're already baptized, so it's good. Um, so from the beginning of my life, all I remember is going to church. Uh, my mom used to pack my two brothers and I up and drive from Poco to New Westminster to the church that she grew up in. And we went there, and I went to Sunday school, and I accepted Jesus there in Sunday school when I was just, just like you guys over here. And uh, many times since then, I've, I've rededicated my life to him. When I was 12, I was starting to get a little bored at that church. Very few kids only old hymns, none of this funky music that we have here, and all these ladies in their big Sunday hats. So I was invited for a sleepover um, at Don and Carolyn Miller's house with their daughter, and they brought me to a church here in this building called Austin Avenue Chapel. And it was also known as the Boogie Chapel. It was really fun, tons of kids my age. Suzanne was there. <laughs> one of the first people I met. And I went home and said, Mom, I'm not going back to that church. I'm going to this church. And she made it really easy for me, and she said, okay, I'll come too. And she gave up this church that she'd been at her whole life so she could bring her kids where it would be better for us. So that was really awesome. So I spent my whole life as a Christian, but I've given Jesus very little space in my heart, just a little tiny spot. I like to figure things out for myself. I like to feel competent and capable and in control, and I don't like to ask for help. And I definitely always care about what other people think, and even what I think that you might be thinking about me, which is really bad, but I, I do that a lot. So I felt prompted many, many times to be baptized, but was always worried about, was I good enough? Did I measure up? And in my eyes, I didn't. And then, after I got to a certain point, people would say, you haven't been baptized? Wow. And then I'd be like, oh, forget it. I'm never getting baptized now because I just feel like I've missed the boat. So in 2011, sitting in my back 
row there where I like to sit, and Derwin announced the first trip to Sage after we finished with Boro. And it was like someone was punching me full throttle from the inside of my chest, just boom, 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 like this. And I knew right away, because I'm not a good listener, Jesus was really making sure that I heard him <laughs> from that little tiny spot that I gave him in there, um, that I was supposed to go to Africa. And not only was I supposed to go to Africa, but I was supposed to go with my daughter. I didn't talk to my husband. I just went home and I grabbed my daughter and I said, you know, it said, I think we're supposed to go to Africa. And she burst into tears. And so we signed up to go. Now, had I been doing that on my own thinking, me who likes to be in charge of things, I, there's no way I would have done that because that was an impossible thing financially to come up with money, not for one of us to go, but two. And to be able to take that long off of work. And I, and I am a big uh, I work a lot, so we re rely on my income. So um, we just had many, many financial miracles and blessings. And the verse that the Lord gave me at that time was Luke 1.45. And it said, blessed is she, and I really thought it was talking to me for sure, because it said she, not he. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said will be accomplished. And it was accomplished. And we just had so many blessings, and off we went on this really life-changing adventure. So after that amazing experience, I came home and went right back to where I had, was before. All these amazing things. And there was me taking control and just stuffing Jesus back into that little corner of my heart. Um, so he needed to shake things up and get my attention again. So this last year, since last October, I've spent being quite sick. And uh, so sick that I... I had to have a blood transfusion. I was in the hospital. I had to have surgery. Um, I had very little energy, but still needed to work. Um, and I had to let go, and I had to start asking for help from the Lord, from my family, and from my church family. I had so many people praying for me, and I'm not a good person at asking for prayer, but I was so blessed. People that I barely knew were coming up and hugging me and saying, you know, we're praying for you. And that meant so much. I had to also be willing to accept a little help financially because I was missing work. And that was really hard. And I learned a lot this year about not relying on me, but relying on Jesus and relying on people who love me. So that's why I'm here today. I, I can't do it by myself. And he showed me that this year. And the verse that he gave me for today is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, which is what I've always done. In all your ways, not just the ways that are hard, but in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So that's where I'm gonna go. So thank you. Here is a woman who does hear the voice of the Lord and obeys it. I know that because of the story that she's telling us and because she got baptized today. So for any of you who have been waiting, keep it in mind and uh, listen to that. Listen to that prompting uh, when you hear it. Next, I'm going to ask Joyce to come up and join me now. This is Joyce Tao. She is... She 
she's stepping forward to be baptized as well, and I'm going to let her speak for a few minutes. I grew up going to church with my mom and sister, so I've always pretty much believed that God exists and Jesus is God's son who died on the cross. But I never really knew what that actually meant for me until around middle school, going to the Sunday middle school classes here. I started to learn more about God's love for me and what it means that Jesus died for my sins. Sometime along, I decided following Jesus sounded like something I wanted to do. Throughout my life, I've struggled with insecurity, especially around middle school. I thought I was boring and talentless. I wasn't that happy with myself, and what I wanted most was for others to like me. There would be times where I'd just feel a bit hopeless. I didn't know who I was, where I was going, what I was doing with my life. There's one middle school class that particularly sticks out in my memory. We were learning about God's promises to us in the Bible. One of them was Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That verse struck something in me. From then on, whenever I felt uncertain about myself or my future, I would remember that promise God made, and it'd be like I could feel him telling me that he loves me, he made me for a reason, and he has good plans for me. I'd be filled with a sense of hope and security and excitement. Baptism has been weighing in the back of my mind for a while now. Whenever I considered it, it would end in anxiety and violent rejection. I hated the idea of coming up here in front of everyone and talking. I, don't, I didn't think I even had a story, and I don't like public speaking. I'm uncomfortable opening up to even one person, never mind a whole church. It's too scary. I can't do it. I won't. Maybe in a year or five. These are my thoughts as I considered this baptism when it first came up on the announcements. I was pretty much content with my decision to just forget about it until next year. Then, one of the next Sundays, Pastor Duran approached me and told me that I was on his mind for baptism. After expressing my uncertainty, he told me, God can give you courage for things, especially if they're important. He asked me to think about it. So I went home, thought about it, wrote in my diary, cried a bit, prayed, and I decided, I think I can do this. I don't want to wait another year or five to see if I'm any less afraid, because I probably won't be. The only way to get over my fear is to face it, and I think Jesus has helped me to do that. Here's a person who does have a story and does have a voice and is able to communicate and is such a great example of faith and courage. I'm gonna ask a, a couple questions of Joyce now. And when I'm done, I'd like to ask, um, once we do this pledge, uh, we'll invite a couple of you forward to join in prayer. So just be thinking about that if you feel like you'd like to participate in praying for Joyce after this. So I'll ask you a few questions now, Joyce. Is it of your own free will and desire that you come to be baptized today? Yes. Have you, through repentance toward God, and faith in the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, experience the forgiveness of sins, and do you now enjoy peace with God? Yes. Have you, 
sorry, by God's grace, do you commit yourself to living a life in pursuit of Christian holiness according to the teaching of the word of God? Yes. Do you renounce any and all previous involvement in other religions or other spiritual practices? And do you now commit yourself to the lifelong worship of the one true God as revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Well, praise God. Let's pray for Joyce. Please, a couple, some um, of you, please come and join me. Maybe just step forward a little bit. Father, I thank you for Joyce today. And Lord, we celebrate with her, God, and we thank you that you have given her a future and a hope, Lord, and you do have great plans for her, God. And I pray that today you would release in her more of your power, Lord, more of your love, and that you would increase her ability to trust you and to say yes to you. Lord, I pray that as she comes up out of those waters of baptism, God, that she would come up, that she would rise up in a greater freedom than she's ever known before, that she would be full of your Holy Spirit, Lord, and full of your love. And we thank you for her now, and we do declare your word over her today. This is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, I think the, uh, the water heater is officially broken. <laughs> just, just my observation of the morning. Um, Joyce, <laughs> uh, you moved me to tears this morning. I, uh, I love what God's been doing in your life. And I remember when you first came to Hillside years ago now, and uh, to see you grow and uh, come into more and more of who God is, is, is calling you to be. I mean, it's a delight. And uh, we're proud of her today, aren't we? Like, I mean. I'm glad you didn't wait a year or five. This is a, a gift to us, but uh, we know that God has great things in store for your life. And uh, we will continue to watch and pray and cheer you on. But uh, in, this, uh, in this day, we're going to now baptize you. So if you want to... <laughs> this is the trust exercise we were talking about earlier, you know, like uh, Anita, that's why she's not in the tank. We just, we want to have a little bit more proof behind her. Uh, Joyce, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God's doing in your life this morning, it's, it's been really encouraging to hear of what God did in the story of Sherry and, and, and Joyce, to hear how God moved and spoke and they heard and they responded. And I'm just assuming that God's speaking to you. And uh, I would just want to encourage you to pay attention to his whispers. You know, as he leads and as he challenges, I mean, we're talking about the Jesus who comes to us, not, not saying, I come so that you will 
you'll find life harder. He says, I, I come so that you will have life and life to the full. That's what he invites. He's the great I am. He's the good shepherd. And uh, he invites us to journey with him. And so for, for some of you, that might, might look actually like you in your own way uh, saying yes to him. Maybe, maybe you've never really felt like your slate has been wiped clean. Uh, this, this week, my aunt uh, went home to be with Jesus on, on Tuesday morning. And I was privileged to fly back to Ontario to do her funeral. And, and a week ago, my aunt, who has been a Christian for a long time, had a, a new confidence that I was so glad to hear about. One, some of her final words before she went into a coma was, I'm so glad my, my slate is clean when it comes to God. I'm so glad about that. And so for some, maybe that's, that's your deal to today is, is you just need to, to accept this gift of forgiveness and grace that, that Jesus offers so freely. He paid the price. You don't have to earn it. And you just receive it. For, for some, maybe it's like, okay, I've been, I believed that for some time and I haven't done anything with it. I, maybe even you were like uh, little Autumn this morning. You were, uh, you were dedicated as a baby. Maybe you were even baptized as a baby. Can I, can I say that was something that was done to you? and you had no say. Um, there's something significant about, about actually stating I believe. Uh, we practice here at Hillside a confession of faith as a place and time where you, uh, as an adult, uh, get up before our congregation and you say, I, I, I've decided to follow Jesus. This is who I am. And, and maybe for you, that's, that's the step you're, you're needing to take. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, we'll plan one for next Sunday if you really, really want to get baptized. We'll, we'll work around you. We would love for you not to wait for one year or five or till you're 51. 51. <laughs> so, so some of you might even be in Sherry's boots, huh? Like uh, where you go, I kind of missed the boat on this one. I would be embarrassed. Is that a good reason not to follow Jesus in, in his command to get baptized? I, I actually don't think so. I, I would say what I said to, to Joyce. God can give us courage to do difficult things. And when it comes to the Christian life, the heavy lifting has already been done. So this is a really, I mean, small thing uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, at least talk to us about that if that's uh, on your heart. And, and, then, and then finally... Uh, there may be something God is asking of you specifically right now. Maybe it's, uh, it's, it's getting out, stepping out of your comfort zone in your workplace, and maybe it's sharing Jesus with a friend. Maybe it's just uh, uh, you're, you're kind of like Sherry was describing. You, you've given Jesus a piece of your heart, and, and you know he wants more. Uh, I, would, I would just challenge you in, in the quietness of your own heart this morning and in the days to come, say yes to what God is asking and respond. He asks that of all of us and, and he promises never to lead us astray and always into the better life, the, a life of wholeness and health. And so I encourage you in those regards. Uh, we're going to sing. And so I'm going to encourage you to stand and uh, let's celebrate this uh, great morning.